Do you want me to just do it or are you going to cue me or just do it? No, just do it. I'm just going to do it. Just okay. Do it. Hey, this is Lynn Elioff from CoverYourAssetsOnline.com, and you are listening to Vroom Vroom Beer. So put down whatever you're doing and listen up. Perfect. That was really good. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Okay, cool. Good job. All right, now relax. Shake, shake it all out. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. A.K. Turner, thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Beer, and welcome to the show. How's it going? Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I am delighted. Uh, well, I'm delighted, too, because we're hanging out, and it's on a Sunday morning, so thank you. Thank you, thank you oh. for, for that. Of course. <laughs> I'm in a veer, so this is when I record. So, right. Uh, you are an author of many, many books, and a former... Uh, columnist, right? A humorist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, you've got a lot of things going on. What uh, what URL are you promoting mostly these days? akturner.com? No, no. Uh, okay. although I still do try to keep up with that. But right. that's basically a place for people to find me. But right, right. Uh, usually I direct them to vagabondingwithkids.com. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Vagabondingwithkids.com, which sounds like a, a blast, by the way. It is. It's not always easy, <laughs> right. but it's always a blast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where you, do you have like a community there of folks that are doing the same thing and you're chatting and blogging and podcasting and things like that? Yes. Well, I'm new to, so I've been in humor for a long time, but, right. but the incorporating our tr travels into my writing is, is That's more of a new venture. New. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so it's been so much fun though, because I've been able to network with the community of other people who are doing the same thing. This digital nomad, Vandy Boggs. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. With kids. And that's, with kids. That's, that's key. It yeah, because it makes it a little bit more difficult, right? When yeah, you know, when I when we travel uh, now maybe without a lot kids, more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm on when I'm on a plane now without kids. Like this is it's rare, like you but you don't know what to do with yourself, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so easy. Right. I could could read something if I wanted to. You know, <laughs> you could take a nap if you wanted I to. Could nap, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, you're so, kind of yeah. making me feel guilty for not having kids now. No. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Don't ever feel that way. I don't. Yes. I, I'm teasing. Yeah. But yeah. my life is amazingly easy. I get that. Yeah. That's why I yeah. try to help people lifting heavy things when I'm on a plane. You yeah. know, I just feel like I, you I are should my be doing kind of something. You know? Yeah. You're my kind of guy. <laughs> okay. So that's what you've got going on now. And it's pretty cool. So I want to get into that more later. But let's go back in time as we do on this show. And talk about little AK before you were AK, back when you were a kid. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Maryland. Um, Maryland, nice. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like around D.C., Maryland? Uh, I grew up in Frederick. I was born in Silver Spring, grew up in Frederick. And then later, uh, as a teenager, I would work the summers in D.C. I would work at a summer camp. Uh, my mom commuted to D.C. to work at the National Institutes of Health. So, yeah, oh, wow. we were in that, you know. And then I went to college in Baltimore. So um, all, all around that area uh, gotcha. I grew up. Yeah. Uh, now I'm in Idaho, so that's a <laughs> story, interesting story of how that came about. Right. But, uh, what but was yeah. it like growing up in DC? What, what, what were you, what kind of kid were you? Were you a nerd or were you a oh, class, class comedian? Class com no, no, nerd, nerd, total nerd. Total what sort nerd. of nerd? Um, I was a language nerd, which okay. is fitting because I went on to become a writer. Yeah, that works. Um, yeah. So when I was in middle school, uh, they offered Russian as a pilot program just Ooh, to see if there was cool. any interest in Russian. Yeah. And 
this was back in the days of the Soviet Union. So, right. I mean, now you can walk down the street and hear people speaking Russian and no it's taught deal. everywhere. Right. right. But it just wasn't done back then. Back so then I, it was I, like they were the evil empire. Exactly. I mean, right. uh, well, my when I came home from school and said, I want to study Russian, you know, my mom said, well, that's great. And but my grandparents generation was, right. you know, what? what? You're, a, you're a communist now? <laughs> I can't believe we have a communist in the family. So, yeah. wow. um, but I, I really fell in love with the language. And so the natural progression there was, well, I should be a spy. So sure. I can, yeah, right. You of know, course. what, what else could be cooler than that? What so else? yeah, you can I get can a job in the military as a linguist or something. That's right. That was on the radar. Well, NSA is uh, Maryland's largest employer. Yeah, I used to work in the NSA. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> so I thought, so I studied Russian. I continued through high school. When I was 15, I went to Russia uh, to attend wow. a semester of high school at a Russian high school. That's amazing. Holy cow. It's kind of crazy. I mean, it's it, kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then continued, then I majored in Russian in college, and then I went back to Russia to do a semester at Moscow University, and then came back and was about to graduate, and then said, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> really? Yeah, so I studied, uh, wow. I studied it for about 10 years, and then I had a, I had a big veer in, in a, a couple of- You just decided, screw Russian. I was- I was really burnt out on it. No, I get uh, it. That's a lot yeah. of Russian. It's a lot of Russian, and it's it's difficult to spend chunks of your youth alone in another country as it is. But then to do it in Russia, you know, it was a pretty um, pretty interesting and at times difficult place. Right. Uh, I experienced this was all before the perestroika and right. And, well, no, no. My no. first trip was I was there for After the Gorbachev. Okay. Yeah, the one year anniversary of the dissolution of the Soviet Union. Oh, good. So that first trip, there was such a sense of opening sort of, and like new yeah, beginnings. Right. Yeah, it was, it was like really the, exciting. The honeymoon of of new Russia. Yeah, like where's this going to go? And right. when I went back for college four years later, it was I think at the time it was like the second most expensive city in the world. I mean, wow. it had just exploded. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, I I I studied Russian for about ten years, and then I was like, yeah, I think I want to be a writer. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're very much like me, you know? Yeah. Like, well, I have that that tendency. It just it doesn't usually last anywhere near ten years for me. You know, right. I like get really intensely interested in X, and then and then I'm done. And you're like, <laughs> and then Girl. I'm like, meh, I'm done with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever X is, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But mm -hmm. I get that because it's like, especially when. Um, in a situation like that, you kind of like can see the future coming and you kind of like get this groan, right? It's right. like, this is going to be me forever. No! <laughs> right. Yes. Wow. Yep. Nice. Yeah. So, so how did you veer into writing? What did that look like? Did everybody well, freak out first when you decided to, to say F Russian? No. People, <laughs> people freaked out more because... Uh, during my final year of college, I went to Mexico for Christmas on a vacation to meet up with a friend of mine who, who I met in Russia, actually. She, her, she and her family were spending Christmas down in Cabo. And they said, hey, do you want to come down? And, well, duh. Yeah, I'd love to come down. Yeah, and so like a blast. During, Yeah. So during that trip, I met a guy. And, you know, fireworks and all of that. We had 10 days together in Mexico. I went back to Baltimore where I was going to school. He went back to California where he was going to school. Mm. And two months later, after a lot of really astronomical phone bills, you know, this is before <laughs> like email right. and stuff, right? right? Right, right, right. Yeah. I packed up my Volkswagen and drove across the country to move in with him. Uh, and that's when everybody 
freaked out. That's not, the freak had, out point. Yes. Okay. They thought I was pregnant or on drugs, and I was neither. You joined a um, cult. Yeah, hadn't done that either, so right. it was all good. But mm. I I left before graduation, mm-hmm. and you mm. know more freakouts ensue. What the hell is she doing? She's been going to school for so long, and now right. she's throwing it. But I I actually I had finished all of the important courses. I was just taking fluff stuff to get the degree, right? Right. So I I talked to all my professors, and they let me do it. Um, just. You know, I would just mail back some assignments. Mm. I think they all gave me B's, and I was fine with that. Right. And I told my mom, I said, it's okay. I'm still going to graduate. I'm going to work this out. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. She said, um, she said okay, but but I'm going to drive to the co- to, to University of Maryland and pick up your diploma. I think she, she sort of didn't believe me. She wanted to see it for herself. <laughs> Trust but verify. Good mother. Right. Yes. Yeah. So since I wasn't there for graduation, she picked up the diploma and mailed it to me. And then she knew for herself, okay, I actually did graduate. So, okay. yeah. Wow. So that was a huge. That's a, that's huge, a huge veer. Yeah. And so and, what were you feeling then? Was it all just excitement and like, woo, or was it like scary? It was a little bit of both. Right. Um, you know, we, we, my husband and I hardly knew each other when mm. we moved in together. Mm. Neither one of us had ever lived with a Another significant human other. Being. Yes. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Your first so, cohab. Right. And, and we barely knew each other and right. we just moved in together. Ten days so, in Mexico. Everything's shiny. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, you know, it, it by statistically, You're it should have been a disaster, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, but we just had our 17th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. So it's all good. We got lucky. Yeah. You got, mm-hmm. you, you're doing the weird thing and staying together. I know. It's shocking, <laughs> isn't it? So shocking. Yeah. Well, my, my family is, uh, you know, there are lots of divorces all around. Sure. And so... When I, I met my husband and um and then I met his parents, I, I was like, So wait, your your parents are married? And he <laughs> said, Yeah. I said, Well That's they're so married to, to each other? Yeah, like all right. Like did they divorce and then remarry? He's like, No, mm-hmm. they, they they got married. Yeah. And they stayed married and they're right. still married. So but yeah. that was really a novelty to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. So yeah. Congratulations. So then I good job. Yeah, right. Congratulations. Gold star for you. Gold star for you. I've been yeah. I stuck too, you know, so Yeah. We're we're in the stayed married club. Yeah. It's and pretty, it's great. We're pretty rare. Yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> okay. So so you stayed married and now you're in California. What part of California? Southern California? We were in the San Francisco Bay Area. Oh, okay. All right. East Bay. So he was finishing up college, and I wanted to be a writer. So naturally, that meant I needed to start waiting tables. And right. That's what you do. Yeah. Um, so I spent about 10 years after I decided I wanted to be a writer thinking about writing and talking about writing and spending money on books about writing. Oh, thinking about writing. Thinking about writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I knew I wanted to be a writer, but to really get going, I, you know, it's it's really hard when you mm-hmm. don't know your genre, you don't know your audience, you don't, you just have this feeling that this is what you want to do, but you're mm-hmm. not really sure how to make it happen or how you should make it happen. Mm-hmm. So I spent 10 years waiting tables and cleaning houses, um, just, you know, doing whatever, uh, my husband finished school and then, well, he finished school and he got a corporate job. He got like the best job that, that everybody wanted when right. you graduated from his school. Yeah, yeah. And it took maybe, maybe a month of him working there to realize that he was completely miserable. It only you know? took a month. It only took a month. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it was just, he it got, usually takes longer than that. When well, when, when you you're, get the dream job, it's like it, yeah, the honeymoon you know, lasts a little bit longer, but a month, oh bummer. Well, you're you go from you know a diet of ramen noodles and and tuna helper and trying to scrape together to the rent because mm. you know your you're wife broke. wants to be a writer, so right. she's not getting right. any money. Yeah, yeah. 
and then you get the company car and the, the big salary and everything. But it, he was just miserable. It was just, wow. yeah, it was not, it, he knew that it was, this was not the end all. Well, nice. then one day we get a call from a buddy of his with whom he'd played rugby in college. And the buddy, uh, his family business, his father had this family business of working in movies and television on film sets around the world. Oh, wow. Any, yeah, like anything fun. to do with water. They were the marine department. Um, so, like, movies like Titanic and, you know, anything where there's water involved, where Lots you need boats. boats and logistics. Yes. And, okay. Because the school they had gone to was a maritime academy. So, my husband had his captain's license. Oh, which wow. I, that's, again, really interesting when you consider that now we live in landlocked Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know. So You're pretty it, good at, at laying those jokes out. Thank you. <laughs> oh, so we, uh, so we got into this, this business of movies and television, and we, so we would live in film sites around – I mean, we lived in – uh, London opportunities. Ah, oh, London, Morocco, Spain, wow. the South Pacific, Micronesia, and then you know we got to do side trips to. And you Greece, already kind of had France. the travel bug, right? So yeah, I'm the the one who who went to Russia when she was 15. Right. And my husband, in the course of obtaining his captain's license, had to do a few you know month long working uh, cruises, not cruise like you're sipping cocktails Not but like you're swabbing the deck right, right. oh nice yeah so he I, he enjoys travel as well well this was sort of a whole new world um it was really it, it was hard i mean i'm not going to say it was all easy and after two years you're kind of ready to not live in hotel rooms anymore yeah 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 it's the pace it's not the activity right it's right like it's like all on 12 hour yeah. days and 14 hour days and then it's over yes. and then yes. on to the next thing and just rinse and repeat. Yeah. So fun, so, but exhausting. A great thing to do when we were young and energetic and didn't have children. You know, it was a, it was a great experience. I'm glad we did it. I was right. also really glad when it came to an end. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yes. So that, that, yeah. So that ended and uh, we, we had a house in California at this time, I'm starting to, you know, I want to create a nest all the, I, I was like, well, I wasn't ever, I didn't ever grow up thinking, oh, I can't wait to be a mom. I can't wait to have kids. Right. But sure enough that, you know, clock started ticking and mm -hmm. I was sort of ready to start a family and my husband was, you know, not too far behind. So okay. We um we had a house in California, but we we really couldn't afford to live there. I mean, it you know it wasn't necessarily we didn't feel home there. It was mm. just a place that we had lived because that's where he had gone to school. But right. my husband's originally from Alaska. Oh wow! Yeah. So, so does he have that like adventurous kind of spirit? The Alaska he frontier. Does. Yeah, he does. He does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a big hunter or he loves the outdoors, but he's mm. not like not the killer type must go harvest from the ocean and <laughs> okay get a deer. You know, he's just like mostly not... walking and smelling yeah. clean air and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Trees, he fire, loves a good view. He camping. loves mountains. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Me too. Any chance to start a fire, he's on Amen. it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the we last can hang out. Are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I grew up in Michigan's upper peninsula. Okay. So, you know, like hanging out in the woods and, you know, chasing squirrels with BB guns. That was right. Yeah. And fire good. Fire good. That's yes. Right. I remember mm -hmm. camping with a, a buddy of mine in Japan and he was uh, he was an engineer, chemical engineer. Uh huh. And uh, <laughs> this is this is I don't think I've ever told this story, but uh, best friend in the world. We still talk and I've known him since like fourth grade. Right. So we're mm -hmm. camping and we've got the beer and all the barbecue-y stuff. And first night, just set up the camp. And now we're building the fire, right? And I'm doing it my way. And, you know, it's I screwed up and somehow it's just kind of dying on us, you know? I didn't okay. get the kindling mix right or whatever. And he starts getting all chemistry on me. He's like, oh, you didn't set it up right. You got to get the surface area. And I'm like, 
Poindexter, turn off your brain. <laughs> right. Right. And he was like, you're right. <laughs> what do we do? I'm like, throw gas on it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Duh. Oh, anyway. It's funny when we camp now, I love to build a fire, but if yeah. I do, my husband, I can see him like getting all like, wait, let me, let me do it. I want to right. build a fire, you know, right. it's, it's right. in his blood. Yeah. yeah. So, um, oh, where were we? So we were, so where we were, were we? so yeah. now you're, you're, you're in California, but you're itching to move. It sounds like. Right. Yes. Yep. Okay. And, and you're also feeling nesty. I'm feeling nesty. Uh, we have some money saved up from these, these movie gigs and, but no jobs, you know, we're mm. sort of Jobless. starting over, right. but we, we really could go anywhere. And okay. so we flew to North Carolina and bummed around there for a while and looked at a few houses, put in an offer on a place. Wow. And North Carolina. Wow. Yeah. I, we, I, I don't know why I, I've always liked the Carolinas, but so, um, then the offer fell through. We'd already flown back to California. Well, what do we do now? And and my husband said his sister attended uh, college in Idaho. And he said, you know, Boise keeps popping up on these lists of best places to live. Why don't we go hmm. check it out? Okay. And so we just took a road trip uh, to Boise. We knew one couple who lived here who we'd only met once before on a trip. But we knew we knew one couple and we put two offers in on houses. One was sort of decent, and the other should never have been inhabited by humans. It was just <laughs> the worst possible living There's a space. a fixer-upper? Oh, uh. to, to the extreme. So yes. both offers got accepted, so we bought both places so that we wow. would rent out the decent place and of course live ourselves in, in the, the uninhabitable shithole. place. Yes. <laughs> you got it, man. You Yikes. got it. Wow. So the the person who lived there had a lot of animals but didn't let them outside. Mm. Ugh, um, <laughs> it was you know, there Yikes. was some hoarder tendencies Ooh. going on. Wow dead chickens in the backyard wow. it was um wow. it was something else i'll That's tell you that project and a half that you bought yeah. There. yeah yeah okay so we were there for Did you not get the very full body long suits to and the and the breathers to clean it we or? should have uh. i can't believe what we subjected <laughs> ourselves to it was stupid <laughs> so dumb you, you kind of, what was that movie with Tom Hanks? The Money Pit? Oh, The Money Pit. The Money yes. Pit. That's what I'm envisioning yes. now. Yeah. You're, you're in The Money Pit. Yeah. Hopefully you got it really cheap. We got it really cheap. Right. And in, I think it was, it was, it was on an acre as well. And okay. it was $85,000. That's pretty And cheap. we stayed there for four months, did a little bit of really half-assed rehab on the place we yeah. we kind of fancied ourselves do-it-yourselfers mm. but when it comes down to it we're not actually that good at it um right. but we didn't realize it at the time we're like oh we'll clean it up you know right. how hard can it be <laughs> it's very hard so uh <laughs> we did our half-ass little renovation when we sold it we were only there for four months i want to say but when we sold it there was no kitchen floor like we had ripped up the flooring mm. and it hadn't yet got to the point of putting something down right because which we probably so wouldn't have known to, how like to either do either slab or wood floor or whatever was underneath it, it was this weird sub flooring and you're yeah. finding dead mice everywhere oh, and yeah. it was lovely and lovely. uh but we sold it and we we doubled our money like the market was just hot right then. That's amazing. And, so there's yeah. a silver lining to the growth yeah. story. Well, that's and, good news. Yeah. And the the guy who bought it later, we went and did a drive by. He's the kind of do it yourselfer who actually knows what he's doing. Right. So he turned it into a really beautiful place. But and, you learned something about we, you. You know. Yes. So that's good. Yes. Like you don't want to do that. No. No. Never <laughs> again. <laughs> I did a tiny little amount of home renovation because a buddy of mine from the Air Force, 
he was in between jobs after he retired and he was like looking for crap to do. And he was in Tucson and I was here in California. He was like, you know, we should uh, knock out some of your projects on your list. And I'm like, oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I've been itching to tear out your carpet because it's shitty. I'm like, right. "Uh, Yeah, me too. And he's like, okay, this is what we'll do. You start the project, you go pick out your materials. I'll move in with you for a week. We'll just bust it out. I'm like, okay, okay, cool. You know, so I learned that I'm very much cool with demolition. Yeah, demo is so much fun, it's right? It's a blast. Because <laughs> yeah, you can't screw it up. There's no way to screw it up. I mean, it's right. a lot of work. I mean, and then, you know, you get that labor kind of feeling where you uh-huh. feel good about like yep. you've accomplished things and you've gotten a little workout, you know, and drinking beer feels better. So I mm-hmm. get all of that. Uh, the construction part. Oh, my goodness. Ugh. Oy. If he yeah, wasn't it, there, there was no way any of that floor would have gotten put in. Well, it turns out you actually have to have some know-how when you do and these tools. Things, which <clears throat> we for years, you know, HGTV have have led us to believe that anybody can make a masterpiece out of a shithole. And it turns out that's not actually true. No. (laughs) I know. And it's pretty amazing when you see somebody that just knows how to do it. Yeah. Like my buddy just has all the tools. He, he's done it so many times. I mean, he's done so many floors. He's essentially an expert, right? He's doing his corner cuts and I'm looking at him going, okay, I'd be losing a finger. (laughs) I don't even want anything to do with those saws, you know? You're like, let me get you another beer. Exactly. What what would you like me to carry? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. I learned things about me too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you get, you sell the shithole, now you keep the the shithole. Oh, wait a minute. No, we don't know what you did. Well, we we rented out the other one and then eventually sold it and then moved into a place that was not hazardous to one's health Goodness. to be inside. Goodness. Yeah. And uh and but you know, we had to come up with jobs and whatnot. So as a writer, of course, I uh, waited tables some more okay. and You're cleaned good some at more this houses. Yes, yeah. T- table waiting and house cleaning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can scrub a toilet like nobody's business. <laughs> so, hey, I, I'm a really good toilet scrubber myself. Yeah, good. Uh, See? Uh, well, you know, 20 years in the Air Force, you pretty much have all humility. That's all, right. It's all humility. Yeah. And even when I'm right, I'm humble. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to be. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So my husband, he got into real estate and started his own brokerage. And yeah. And this is all pre-bust before 2008. Right. Okay. Yes. We survived that time. Right. And, uh, but then I was, I was writing more. uh, I was starting to get little things published here and there, little articles. Okay. And. Yeah. And I, um, about that time, well, then we had kids, we started a family and I had a lot of anxiety over, oh, well, people would say, oh, well, when you have a, if once you have kids, forget it, then you're never, your dreams are over. Exactly. (laughs) No more travel. People would say that or, or or you're never going to make it as a writer now, you know, now that you're a mom, now you have to buckle down and get serious. Yeah. And that fear really lit a fire under me and that Mm. propelled me to really get things going. So I put together a collection of essays and some of them were funny. Some of them were serious. Some of them were dark. And I, I called it American Ego. And I Ooh. took this manuscript to, I like yeah, I, I, I still want to use that for something someday or you <laughs> use it for something. So I took that manuscript to a writer's conference in San Diego and you can pay for an evaluation with an editor where an editor will read ahead of time a chapter and then you have a little meeting and they give you feedback. Okay. So I met with this editor from Penguin and I had submitted one of my funny chapters to her. Okay. And so we met and she said, oh my gosh, I love it. 
I want to read the whole thing. Send it to me. Really? And so I'm I'm Holy on cloud nine, cow. right? Oh yeah. Wow. As Good for you. Somebody from Penguin. I'm like, yeah. yes. So well, it's I, just good validation. You know, it's like yes. confidence building. It's like, yes. I'm not just an idiot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I said to myself. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, no, not exactly. But close. I, close. So okay. I sent her the manuscript and she wrote me back and she said, okay, first of all, don't you know that you're a humor writer? Cut out all of this serious stuff and the dark stuff. Funny is your strong suit. And I was ah, like, okay. oh, really? I, I, didn't, I didn't know. know. <laughs> no, I, I didn't know if I should be trying to write thrillers or right. serious literary. You know, I, I didn't know. And she's like, no, you are a humor writer. So make the whole thing funny and mm. give me a funnier title. So... Mm. She and I went back and forth, bouncing this manuscript uh, back and forth for about two years. And that whole time, I'm really excited because I'm like, I'm going to have a book deal with Penguin. This this rocks, you know. Mm. Well, And this is humor nonfiction now, right? Yes. Okay. So, um, but uh, after two years, it was clear that she was not going to offer me a deal. Oh. And I was devastated. Uh, I, you know, I grown. just, yeah, yeah. And, um, and later she would, she's not even with Penguin anymore. I mean, editors move around a lot. So that's right. the other danger of that business is you get, you get tight with someone and feel like you have a relationship, but they may not be there next week. So, right. so I wow. didn't get the deal. I was crushed and, then I thought, well, all right, I have to move forward some in some regard. And and when I look back now, I can see that that two years with her, it made the book a better book. I mean, there is value in that time. Of course. Even though it didn't have the end result that I had hoped for. Right. Well, the new title that I had changed it to when she said make it funny was this little piggy went to the liquor store. <laughs> Which I love. That's I ended up. I self-published it and uh, had no idea how it would be received. And then eventually it went on to make the New York Times bestseller list. So Wow. I didn't, as a self-published work. As a self-published work. I had two self-published wow. works hit the New York Times. But, Holy cow. Um, That's a pretty that, good you book. Know, <laughs> it's just, you know, you think of how devastated you are when this you're not getting this deal. But now, yeah. in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, okay, that I was okay. got a better deal. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you yeah. got to own all of that. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. That you would have just gotten some sort of advance deal and a lot of notoriety and, you know all that stuff that goes with being published, but you got more money being self-published, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Yep. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. And all that confidence building. Oh, that was huge. That was huge. Um, well, the book the book did, it did well when it, it came out. So I, I was like, well, crap, I better write a sequel. So I, <laughs> then I wrote, Mommy Had a Little Flask. And then I- I love thought, Mommy Had a Little Flask. That's awesome. But then I was like, well, it can't just be two books. It's got to be three. So then I wrote Hair of the Corn Dog. Which, um, uh, you know, and it's 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 all this sort of like cliche with booze. You know, I like exactly. it. Exactly. Yes, I get it. <laughs> yeah. And they're, and they're all about just not taking everything so seriously. Right. Because I, when I became a, a parent you know, all of a sudden everybody is bombarding you with, well, this is the way you do it. And, and this is how you should do this. And mm. it's all a bunch of crap. I mean, it everybody all has a bunch to, of crap. Yeah. You all have to figure out what's going to work best for you and yeah. your kid. Right. So, um, so during the time that these books were coming out, we were sort of wrestling with the idea of, I mean, a lot of people think, well, once you have kids, you you can you only just travel. Have to settle down because you, you settle you gotta down. Go to school, you know. Right. Yeah. So I should, you know, join the PTA and learn how to bake things, and right. you know, we'll Get go to Disneyland yeah. once a year. Right. 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 And that just doesn't fit with us. It's mm. just it's not a good fit for 
our personalities, how we operate as a family. So uh, my husband then had, he had read uh, Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Workweek. Okay. Love that. Um, Love Tim Ferriss. He's, he's yeah. Great. And then uh, that later um, led to Rolf Potts's Vagabonding. Right. And I still I, have to read that. Oh, Changed I, your life, I know, right? <laughs> I'm a huge Rolf Potts fan, and he was I actually got, on uh, Tim's Ferris podcast, I think. Oh yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. I want to go back and listen to that now again. Anyway. I got, I, I'm, I volunteer with the Idaho Writers Guild, and every year we do a writers conference. So I got Rolf Potts on our faculty for next summer. So I'm actually going to get to meet him. So I'm really excited oh, that's about amazing. that. Yo, yeah, you get to hang yeah. out with him. Yeah. yeah. Wow, the stories. Yeah, I you know. Should, you should get that guy in uh, in a situation where there's a fire uh, in the woods with beer. With beer. With beer. Or some type of alcohol. Or, yes. Uh, your alcohol of choice. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I, I'd take beer, but you know, whatever. I'm, I don't judge yeah. as long as there's alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm really excited about it. Sounds so, like a blast. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we were, uh, my husband said, you know, we we can do this. Let's Let's figure out how we can do this. So there's so many components that, that go into the traveling that we do. Mm. One is, well, how do you afford it? You know, I mean, right. Right. So, but there, you know, we do home exchange.com. Um, when I saw that on your website, I was like, Mm -hmm. I have been trying to conceptualize how that would work. And, and what came to, and I didn't even know home exchange existed. Mm-hmm. So what I was thinking about was something way more complicated. <laughs> right. It's not, it doesn't have, it's as complicated right. as you want it to be, right. but it doesn't right. have to be. Right. And so the home exchange is throw that idea away and just do this because you can just do it. It's amazing. Yeah. I like yeah. the whole idea. So talk a little bit about how that works, because I, I'm sure our mutual friend out there who's listening has no clue or maybe does, but. Would like about to know. home exchange. Yeah, about home exchange. How does that work? Okay, so, so there's a website. Um, it's called Home Exchange, right? HomeExchange.com. Yeah, and you you pay a fee and you sign up. I think it's uh, I don't know 150 bucks a year or something like that. Pretty cheap. It's pretty cheap, and you create a profile for you and your home. Okay. So lots of details about your home, lots of pictures, details about the neighborhood, surrounding area, and attractions, things right. to do. And you say a little bit about yourself, what you like to do, what your interests are, uh, where you hope to travel, when you hope to travel. So you have this profile up. Right. Well, uh, other members can look at your profile and you can look at other members' profiles. So we can say, like when we were getting ready to do, um, it ended up being a, a trip to Brazil, but we thought, okay, well, let's... Let's look for some warm places because my Alaskan born and raised husband uh, had enough of the cold in Alaska. And so now when we travel, he always wants to go someplace warm. Okay. So, yeah. So we threw out some inquiries to, you know, maybe a dozen different home exchange profiles saying, hey, would you like to come to Boise? Uh, it'll be our winter and, you know, we'll come to your nice sunny spot. Well, a family in Brazil responded. And their and children to get away from their summer or their winter. Wait a minute, no, I don't their summer. Their summer, okay. And, and their children had never seen snow, so okay. they wanted to offer that winter experience to their kids. Mm. And we just wanted to get away from winter. winter. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get it. So they uh, they had their they had two children the exact same ages as our children. Wow, which makes it really easy in right. terms of toys and yeah. you know the kid paraphernalia that yeah, that yeah. comes along with kids and so we did a home and vehicle exchange Ooh, so wow okay yeah, yeah for 2 months so we flew to brazil they had a neighbor pick us up uh, drive us to the home and we had use of their home and their two vehicles for 2 months at the same time they flew here we had one of our neighbors meet them at the airport, bring us to our home, and they had our home and two vehicles for two months. Wow. When you're now, we've also rented out our house in the past mm-hmm. just to offset expenses, but 
uh, renters uh, often treat your house like shit, and yeah. you're really depressed when you come home and right. see the state that it's in. Because it's With, like it's like this sort of like different sort of relationship that it you're is. Yeah. It is, but with home exchange, that you're like in their you house, to, right? And yeah, there's this mutual reciprocation thing going on. It's like yeah, you don't want to shit in the. T- in the no. middle of the living room, you know, uh, not that anybody no. would ever do that, but, but you, know, you, but don't you wanna, really don't want to wanna... shit in the middle of the living room <laughs> if you're doing a home exchange. So no right. living room shitting and, <laughs> right. and our home exchange experiences have always been fantastic. And so that, that was no exception. So we got, we went to Brazil for two months. So it's amazing because it's really like, you're not even looking at it as a rental. You're no. looking at it as, I want to make some friends in another country and see if we can do this home exchange thing. Because you really have to like the people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then you're you're equipped. with You have a fully functioning home. So right. it's it like a life swap almost. Long-term travel because yeah. you, you don't have to eat out all the time or, you know, right. you you can really live there instead of being like a tourist. And you're not even really thinking about what are they paying for rent and what am I paying for rent and comparing those things. Doesn't no, matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Because you no. both are just taking care of your own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a huge fan of home exchange. Um, so we, we use home exchange and then, you know, other people are like, but you can't take your kids out of school. And, you know, it turns out actually you can. Because right. you're the parent, and yeah. you can do they're that. yours. <laughs> yeah. So we'll do. Uh, wow. We did three months in Mexico and enrolled them in a bilingual Montessori school. Oh, neat. Um, and other times we'll just use a combination of homeschooling, online programs, or their teachers here. Because when we're in Idaho, they attend the local public school. Right. And the teachers have always been fantastic. And so they'll send us with materials so yeah, the yeah. kids can, you know, stay on par. And I've um, heard that they have like these public education approved independent study periods that you yeah. can, you know, get approved. Right. Something. I don't know what. Like the, through your local school. Right. Oh, right yeah, yeah. Right. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they do have online free accredited public schools. There's oh, wow. uh, Connections Academy is mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, K-12 is one. And it's so, you know, kindergarten through high school. And it's an accredited public school that is free that you can online. do online. online. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, that just makes everything, you know, really less complicated. Yeah. Well, I think that's something we will definitely explore when our kids are a little older and they're right. able to do that on their own. Okay. Um, right now, anything like that really requires an adult to kind of facilitate a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we've just figured out, okay, you know, how can we afford it? Let's tackle the kids' schooling. Uh, how do we keep, you know, how does my husband keep his business going? And then... In the meantime, you know, I'm I'm always writing about our travels, right? So okay. I had I I really had a hankering to publish a book that did not have alcohol on the cover just because <laughs> I thought that would be a whole new world, right? What a novelty. It's 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 so, it's scary what happens when you get a niche, right? I know. Right? I know. Yeah. It just becomes a thing and then yes. you have to service that thing. Ew. Right. And even but, even after it, it starts you know, making you say, ooh. Yes. Ew. I still, yes. I, I, I interviewed the, uh, the red sweater lady <laughs> and she hates the moniker, but that's who she is on YouTube. <laughs> the red sweater lady, right. Well, now she's gotta be right. That's, it's yeah. sad, but you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Some, some, but some I, brands you design and some you step in. That's right. <laughs> and you can't wipe them off your shoe. And you can't get it off. Yeah. yeah. But I thought those those three books, uh, Piggy Flask and Corn Dog, I thought they they can stand alone as a series and I wanted to start a new series and Good. we by that point had committed to traveling about 4 months of every year. Okay. And so that became Vagabonding with Kids. So Vagabonding with Kids came out in August. Vagabonding with Kids Australia comes out in December. Vagabonding with Kids Brazil next year and so on and so forth. So it's it. sort of 
Yeah. So that's that's kind of where we are right now. So is it is it is there a blog too? Are you Yes. Oh, okay. That's yes. Amazing. So, so, so vagabondingwithkids.com, I write about home exchange, I write about homeschooling overseas, I write about sometimes location specific, like the places where we are, Right. Um, the pros and cons of taking your kids to Carnival in Brazil, and <laughs> <laughs> we did, and they were why fantastic. Why not? Yeah. No, right? why not? Yeah. Um, it, but uh, it just sounds so funny, you know, where we live now. <laughs> Yeah, especially now. You know, it's like no. ugh, ugh, grown. Anyway, yeah, um, we took them to um, Copacabana Beach in Rio all night for New Year's. We oh, took wow. them to the Amazon. You're um, showing them like all of humanity. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's, it's awesome. It's, That's great. Yeah, yeah. So uh, no, it was it was great. And we did two months in Australia. We just got back from uh, a month in Alaska. Uh, we drove up through Canada and then took the ferry to where my husband's from. Um, so Alaska, yeah, nice. Yeah. What so part of Alaska we, is he from? Like really wildernessy? Oh. No, Sitka. So it's southeast Alaska. It's actually a very moderate climate. It rains a lot, but mm. it's not. You know, it, you're not, not like shoveling wintry. snow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. It's really beautiful when the weather's nice, mm-hmm. and the weather is sometimes nice right but it, you know very it's rainy kind of like pacific northwesty yes well, it's but pacific but on steroids like more than <laughs> so the much real pacific rain. northwest i see yeah yeah and so when we were up there we actually we rented a house on an island off of sitka so Ooh. like we arrived on the ferry, the Matanuska, which is part of the Alaska Marine Highway. So we, and we had driven our truck onto this ferry. So, so we drive our truck off the ferry, drive through town, park at the marina, get on a little boat, teeny little boat that came with the rental house, take the boat out to this island, dock, and then you have to cross the island um the island has no roads or anything it just has like five houses and there are these little walking paths with narrow boards that are always kind of slippery and you know it's always wet and giant banana slugs and and so you have to hike across this island to get to this house i want to go so so anytime you're you're Go, you know, it's an ordeal to go yeah. to town and uh, like grocery shopping. You start to think about every little purchase because you got to haul everything yeah. onto a boat and then right. across an island. So um, it's not like they make a TARDIS that'll take you there in an instant. You, no, there's a lot so, of work involved. It, it was really, it was really interesting. It was a great thing for us to do. Some pe- some people live out that you know. That's their existence. That's how they they do it year round, which would be um, that would be my, a bit much. Yeah, hats off to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I like to visit those places. Yeah, right, right. But yeah. I'm I'm that way with cities too. I mean, I'm I'm kind of over Los Angeles. We're looking for escape routes. I never really considered Idaho, though, as a potential. I. I was a little intimidated. I thought Idaho, I just I don't know. We're I just Vegas, thought really. That's that's what we're thinking about. I don't Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, Idaho is um it's so much more awesome than I ha- ever could have imagined. It's, I know the mountains are beautiful, right? The mountains are beautiful, but Boise is such a cool city. It's big enough to have everything that you you need, okay. but not so big that you feel, feel like, like you're, you're... In a big city. Exactly. Wow. I, I really, I really like it here a lot. So you don't get that like, what do they call that? Like population density, sort of like annoying feeling. No, no. Not at all. I, I, I think Boise is just it's a fan, fantastic place to live. Mm. There's so much. I, I mean, I, I was sort of afraid like Idaho. It's just. It's going to be all good old boys and everybody's going to have a gun rack in their truck. But um, 
and okay. certainly there is that, right. you know. There's a big hunting community, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. But Boise itself is very diverse and um, very cultural. You know, we have a philharmonic and wow. and um, a ballet, and you know, we have all of those those all the art stuff programs. that you'd want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm mostly just thinking about like cheap tax state that's like number one right. rule right okay yeah because <laughs> <laughs> california ain't that yeah no like i said we couldn't afford to live in we were like let's yeah. move somewhere else yeah. so well yeah you, you know, even if you can l- afford to live in california I, i'm just over it that's know? how we felt yes i'm just over yeah it. yeah I'm, I'm, i've had a little too much california well, come check out Boise before I you go. I might. To I might. What it's, now? What's the what's the state tax situation like? In I don't know. In, in, I'm in, a writer. Oh. I'm a writer. <laughs> Good answer. I don't, I don't know. know. I just love it. <laughs> it's cheap. It's it's, it's cheap. Six, okay. Six something. Yeah. There is state tax though. Income yes. tax. Yes. Okay. But yes. it's 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 relatively cheap. It's not like California. No. no, come to Idaho. Come yeah. to Idaho. Yep. Maybe. I don't know. My w- There's winter there, though. Well, that's why you leave like we do. <laughs> <laughs> My wife would never buy it. No. She's, yeah. She's anti-winter. But, yeah. you know, I, if, I, if I could sell the idea that it makes for a cheap summer place, you know. Yes. Summer, mm-hmm. spring, and fall, not so bad. We're going to travel for winter, honey. You know, right. Maybe. That's what we do because we really love it except for winter. We don't. Right. I think if you ski or snowboard or you're into that, yeah. then then you love it here. Yeah. But we're just like, oh, it's cold. Yeah. No. No. My we'll wife. Find sunshine. My wife and I did that in northern Japan and she's had enough. I mean, she's, yeah. she's even said like, well, if we if you have to go back to northern Japan, I'll go with you. I'd, <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> So she's and really she's, excited about it. She's I can Japanese. Tell. You know, that's oh, home for her, right? Wow. Right. So she's like, oh. I mean, that against the cold because she's right. already done it. And she yep. was like, boo, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, you know, you know why yeah. you don't want to live in a snowy place. It sucks. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been a blast. So thank you. Um, thank you. You are AK Turner and uh, you are at vagabondingwithkids.com. Did I get that right? Correct. Correct, Amundo. And this yep. has been a blast. Uh, we've had uh, a good time talking about your rooming and veering. So uh, thanks for sharing and you have a good Sunday. All right. Thank you, Jeff. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V double E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer. Vroom Vroom Veer.